Welcome to Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast. I'm your Hanna-Barbera talking animal, Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. I'm Lava, they, them. And we're back. We're back! How's everybody doing this year? It seems ha- pretty bad so far. Happy New Year! Um, Let's just, I guess, leave it at that for now? Yeah. We'll check in next month, see how yeah. everybody's doing then. Yeah. Well, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, debatable. <sighs> anyway. Uh, so, um, we're here to talk about Scooby-Doo. And we do have a couple of questions, but first I wanted to get into some Scooby news. I don't remember if we talked about it last time. I don't think we did. I think we found this after we finished recording. Yeah. Um, but a trailer came out for the next Scooby-Doo direct-to-DVD movie. And it is the one that I thought had they had just given up on from way back when. And it is Scooby-Doo Goes to King Arthur times. It is called The Sword and the Scoob. And it seems like it might be pretty good. I hope so. I love the um, box art. It's so cute looking. I'll have to see. I don't... I haven't seen the, the, the cover stuff. It's got some good good foreshortening in it oh yeah that's pretty good i don't like the amount of detail on shaggy's face yeah yeah it looks like one of those we put uh we made mario realistic in unreal engine at least it's just Uh, shaggy yeah yeah it seems uh it seems pretty good here's hoping i'm excited about it actually yeah um coming out in february yes and we won't be getting into it until later i don't think we we have a very strange schedule coming into this last year of the show yeah um but we'll probably be here before we'll probably watch it before the end of the year so there's that yeah And by the um, end of the year, we might have another Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. I, I'm leaving space. We'll yeah. see if we can push it for one more full year. Yeah. Um. Alright, but speaking of that, which is sort of like a time travel movie, we have a uh, we have another time travel thing featuring Scooby-Doo. Uh, there's a new comic book series coming out from DC Comics called Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries. Which will just be a full series of Batman and Scooby-Doo teaming up. Yeah. Um, and the reason I talk about time travel is apparently in the first first uh, issue <laughs> will uh, involve Batman noticing that his original purple gloves have gone missing. Gone missing. So Velma, Shaggy, and Scooby have to go back in time to get to the bottom of things. Oh. Sure. Okay. That's hilarious. I'm I'm into it. First, the digital first comic will launch on March 27th, with print copies hitting store shelves on April 13th. 24 issues plan- planned, which will be consolidated into 12 print issues. Hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, that seems like fun. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably check that out. Maybe not immediately, but like after it's done or something like that. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And that's it for the news. Uh, so, we have one 
batch of question from one person. Because I, I, I did put out the question post late. I put it almost 24 hours ago. Not even a full 24 hours. Um, but we do have some questions here from Crest at Fantasy Crest on Twitter. The question is, what would you like to see in a Daphne-focused movie? A Fred one? Or a Velma one? So my problem here is... I don't actually like when the movies just focus on one character. I require it to focus on at least two characters. Right, that was my problem too, because I was trying to think. Like, the gang is so recognizable Mm -hmm. together that it's odd when they're apart, unless they're with one at least one other person. Yeah, it has to be at least a pair situation. Like that's why you can do Scooby and Shaggy hanging out because that's that's two characters. Exactly. Uh, Daphne, Daphne and Velma, and Velma. Was a good movie. Yeah. So, uh, maybe instead of them being by themselves, like what what we think we're thinking of, like Daphne and Velma, maybe mm-hmm. it's the question is more, what would be a focus in maybe a side plot? Yeah, I just because like that brings me to like what this movie almost is. Like this movie almost does this, almost. but then doesn't. Yeah. It just chooses not to. Yeah. And it's worse for it. Yeah. It's so much worse for it. I don't know. What what would we want to see? I mean, like, a lot of that stuff comes up more in, like, the shows. Because I feel like it's easier to do it that way. Yeah. Like, it's easier I can't say, oh, I would want a Daphne-focused movie that shows more of, like, the things that she can do. So that way people stop, call- like, you know, breaking her down as, oh, the damsel one. Right. Um, but, like, that's... You can do that in a movie and still not have that be the focus. Mm-hmm. You know? Look at any movie that does it good. Yeah. It's hard to say for sure. And I would argue that most Scooby-Doo movies aren't even Scooby-Doo-focused movies. Yeah. It's very true. Although... Maybe, okay, so let's say Goblin King, for example, is the one that's focused on Shaggy and Scooby. Mm-hmm. What's, like, the opposite of that? What's the movie that's just mostly Fred, Velma, and Daphne? Huh. I am the wrong person to ask. Because I don't remember anything ever. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just, like, not specifically about, like, from that movie. I'm just, like, in general, what's a movie... What would a movie be like that focused more right, on the other okay. three? Hmm. So, like this happens actually a lot in uh, Scooby Doo movies. Now that I'm thinking about, like it does yeah. focus on just those two in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Because they split up. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I do kind of like the idea of a, a Scooby Doo movie that. Um, when the gang splits up, it just stays with uh, Fred and Daphne, oh! and then oh! and then later just Shaggy and Scooby come running on screen, going like "Go go 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 ghost!" Yeah, that would be hilarious. Where it's just the entire POV from those three, and then every once in a while Shaggy and Scooby come back in, and there's just something utterly ridiculous that they bring to the table. I, See, and- that would be a great plot for an episode. I don't think you could pull it off for a whole movie. Yeah, that's true. But I love. Here's the th- thing I th- thought of. You know how 
a lot of the times when there's a split off, Shaggy and Scooby end up in a in a music montage. Yeah. I want there to be a moment where the other three suddenly look up and are like, do you hear something? And you can hear in the far distant the music. Mm-hmm. But we never see anything. I find that very funny. The, the music just gets louder and louder until Shaggy and Scooby mm-hmm. run into the room and then mm-hmm. they get caught up in like a larger chase scene. Yes. Because those happen sometimes. Yes, they do. Uh, I think that would be really funny. I love this it when be... music is like, I think the word is diegetic, where it's actually within the universe. I just love that. Mm-hmm. No uh, explanation. I, yeah. I I think that they should uh, hire us to do a guest episode of <laughs> Of a Scooby-Doo show. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Especially, like, the way the modern Scooby-Doo is written, and that it is, like, kind of just ironic half the time. Yeah. Just let us do it. Yeah. We'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but that's our one question. Yes. So let's talk about this movie. Um, <sighs> this month we have watched Scooby-Doo Frank and Creepy. And a little bit of backstory... This is actually one of the first Scooby-Doo movies that Lava and I watched together. Uh, and we weren't a big fan at the end. No. Which made me not want to do notes on this movie this entire time. And guess what? It's only gotten worse to me. I- I'll be honest. It wasn't that bad. It was... It just it's it starts out boring. fine. It just gets worse as it goes is the problem. It, there was a certain point... Especially towards the end where I was like, oh, they're going this way. That's boring. They could have gone a completely different direction and it would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. And there was a really nice sentiment I loved at the very end that I was like, you didn't do anything with this. You didn't earn that. You didn't earn this. <sighs> yeah. There's like a lot of weird things in this movie, too, yeah. that just don't make any sense. Yeah. I will I will say it could have been so much worse. Like it was already It was bad. Rough. It's rough. But at least for the most part, uh it's fine. It's mm-hmm. it's fine. We'll 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 get into it yeah. as we go. Uh my question for you is should I go uh get my Scooby Doo encyclopedia? Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure if I should or not. That'd be hilarious. Alright, yeah, let me go grab it. I'll be back in a second. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm going to leave that in and just let people know that there's a reason I might have had to go grab that encyclopedia. <laughs> so, Scooby-Doo, Frank and Creepy was released digitally on August 5th, 2014, and on home video on August 19th, 2014. It was directed and produced by Paul McAvoy and written by Jim Krieg. Starring the voice acting talents of Frank Welker as Scooby-Doo and Fred Jones. Matthew Lillard as Shaggy Rogers. Mindy Cohn as Velma Dinkley. Great Lyle Griffin as Daphne Blake and Mama Mione. Diedrich ba- Bader as Mrs. Vanders. Dee Bradley Baker as C.L. Magnus and Mr. Berger. Eric Bauza as Daffomatic. No, that's wrong. It's supposed to be Daffonatic. Why does it oh. say Daff? I copied this from the Wikipedia page, like I do every time, and they did it wrong. Oh. As Daffonatic. 
Alex Superfan twenty one twelve. Also, and now that last one is also credited as Rock Dude. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Glenn Bennett as Iago and Agent Schmidlip. Or Schmidlap. I don't remember how they pronounce it in the movie because they only say it the once. Yeah. Uh, Suzanne Blakesley as Townswoman. Just the one. <laughs> Corey Burton as Baron Basil uh, and Ghost of the Baron. A candy. Is it Candy Milo or Candy Milo? Mm hmm. I'll say that. I'll just leave it like that. As, and I'm going to change the name of this role because I refuse to say this word. As the dress saleswoman and Leela. Lila? Lila. Kevin Michael Richardson as Cuthbert Crawley and Inspector Crunch. I didn't know his name was Inspector Crunch. <laughs> and uh, Fred Tedeschiore as... Frankencreep, and I definitely pronounced that name wrong, but I don't remember how it's pronounced. Um, I do have some trivia from different website web sources here. Mm-hmm. I have um, some IMDb trivia here, where it's it states according to IMDb, Velma is stated to be the youngest of the Dinkleys, despite her having a sister in Abracadabra Do. This means none of the Scooby-Doo films are considered canon or are, at least, set within different canonical universes. <laughs> eh, debatable. Um, let's see here. Alright, this, this next stuff is from um, the Scooby-Doo fan wiki. So it's debatable if it's true or not. Because um, I don't actually think these are true. But it's hard to tell because we jump around sometimes mm-hmm. um, in which movies you watch. But according to this, this is the first film to have footage from past episodes and is the first time a culprit that Mystery Inc. defeated in the past appears outside of the episode they were in. Huh. That doesn't feel true. Maybe it's the movies? Well, it says, it says film specifically, but that still doesn't feel true. Right. Oh, actually, I know for a fact it's not true. Because, I mean, the footage part might be true. But it's not the first time a culprit that Mystery Inc. defeated in the past appears outside of the episode they were in. Because the Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Oh, yeah. That's why it's not true. Debunked. (laughs) Uh, and the other piece of trivia from the Scooby-Doo fan wiki is this is the first time post what's new Scooby-Doo era, specifically since Scooby-Doo and the Samurai Sword, that a chase song with lyrics has been used. This also feels untrue, but I'm not I can't be positive about that one because I don't remember the order of the release is of the movies we've watched. I don't know. So let me see. Samurai Sword, we would have had um Music of the Vampire Music of the Vampire really didn't have uh, chase music with lyrics. With lyrics? Yeah. Mm. Weird. Moon Monster Madness didn't because the chase scene in that one was set to orchestral music. <laughs> that I remember. Oh, it's definite. Oh, actually, sorry. No, Moon Monster Madness came out after Frank and Creepy. I missed where Frank and Creepy was on our list. Mm. All right. 
Um, anyway, so that one's debatable. I don't know if it's true or not, but I said it. I'm just trying to waste time so we don't have to start talking about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here we are. We start with someone going onto Scoobledoo, which is Google. It's Google. It's but, Google. Uh, and going to Daphne's website, where they see there's a live feed of her giving an update about a bunch of old cases and... There's a lot of stuff that they talk about that I don't want to write down, but it yeah. is important. It's important, but is it really, though? Is it really? Um, I'll go over it now, because I know what it was in yeah. in context. It's, I don't know. It's like a recap of 40-year-old like, episodes. Yeah, it's, it's really old episodes. Like, um, this is where we see like Mama Mione, who was old Iron Face. Uh, I've talked about Old Iron Face before. I'm positive I've talked about Old Iron Face before. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There was the uh, CL Magnus, which is uh, Redbeard's ghost. There is there a was... music band. I didn't write uh, any of this down because I didn't. Yeah, care. that one was a different one that doesn't come up later and wasn't important. And oh. I don't remember who it was. Um. Then there was. They talk about the green phantoms at some point. You know the ones that are the green ghosts with the chains. There's two of them. They have red yeah. like eyes and mouths. Uh, and then there was one that I literally did not remember anything about ever. Uh, which was Mamba Wamba, which seems like a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> seems like a bad one to bring up. Yeah. I was really surprised that they brought that one up. I have it in the book. This is the one that I know for a fact I haven't talked about on the show. So I guess I'll read the uh, description here. All right. Mamba Wamba, file number 76009. Scooby and the gang attend a rock concert of Alec... Oh, oh, yeah, okay, so this is the rock band one. Ah, gotcha. Scooby and the gang attend a rock concert of the Alex Super Experience on a creepy plantation. And suddenly, zoinks. Oh, I don't want to say these words. Yep. Oh, these are some bad words I don't want to say. Yep. It's not uh, a good um, then, villain then of the Mamba week. Then Mamba Wamba appears and kidnaps one of the band's backup singers, Lila, and turns her into a, into a zombie. Um, but it's all a sham perpetrated by the band's manager to steal the rights to their music. And of course, that means uh, they were in cahoots with the zombie Lila. Who has her own page, actually, it turns out. Hmm. So let me read that one. That one's probably less bad to read, right? Hopefully. Um, okay. While attending a rock concert, Mamba Wamba appears, kidnapping the band's lead singer Lila, and eventually turns her into a zombie. Or that was the plan. Turns out Lila was in cahoots with Mamba Wamba, hoping to steal the rights to the Alex Super Experience band's songs. That's basically just the same words. Yeah. This is a bad book. (laughs) throwing yeah. it away and by the <laughs> way i mean away from me they don't care about the lore in those books as nearly as much as they should 
This is why people need to pay me to just spend all of my time making a new Scooby-Doo encyclopedia. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, she, she, they talk about all those cases and like as they go, the gang joins in and each of them talks uh important to note it's like a video conference thing so they show up and they have like the background of the room that they're in Mm -hmm. each one of them is different keep that in mind um uh eventually like you know there's like a caller that joins in is like oh did you break the band whatever whatever this is the one that looks like a rock person Mm -hmm. a rock dude according to the credits um and then at some point velma starts talking about military classified documents Gosh. about mech suits that have tiny federal agents in them and how that's not real it's this it's, is a much worse version of the stuff that happens in stage fright i'm just gonna go ahead and spoil that yeah um but yeah so because like, i literally didn't write any of that down but i'm saying it now so just keep that in mind i guess it's super flimsy like this framing device of regurgitating information that's 40 years old and uh, then not talking about it again for another 75 minutes yeah and then mm-hmm. gosh the 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 mecha suit which also was not going to show up again for 75 minutes yep it's bad um, like but yeah so eventually a lawyer joins the call yeah the lawyer is not here to get Velma to stop talking about classified military secrets, and it is instead to try to talk to Velma about uh, family stuff, because mm-hmm. he claims to be the family lawyer. And it's an emergency, so the show ends. Um, and it's revealed that they were all actually at the same table at a diner, despite having different backgrounds on the video call. Oh, I did not catch on to that. I catched, I caught on to it because the wiki specifically said that this was because their computers like changed out the background, you know, like how Zoom can do. Oh, uh, these days. But this was before that. This was in 2014, so that wouldn't have been a acceptable thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so maybe then they just brought it up in the in the movie. They didn't. They didn't bring it up in the movie. Oh, that's funny. So there's that. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, so they uh. Of then, note, uh, this... of note about What's the that? whole emergency thing, Velma is not interested in getting into oh, contact yeah, she's, with the guy. She's just trying to like talk over this lawyer guy and keeps kicking him out of the call. Yeah, she's um, very and not then interested. We get the first of act, honestly far too many uh, montage quick cuts. I liked the idea of this, and when I saw it the first time, and I was like, you know what? I hope they do that a few more times. Uh, and instead, they do that at every possible opportunity. <laughs> uh, and it just is, does not sit well when you do it for more than just a transition. I like it for transitions. Mm-hmm. Um, but so there's like a lot of like a montage of cuts that go really quickly of them like buckling up, car moving, going somewhere, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, and then they get out of the mystery machine by the uh by the lawyer's place and fred is like obsessed about not having fingerprints on it yep we've got another um theme running theme of fred loves the mystery machine which is is... like a very weird like 
this part, like the rest of it is fine. This part's weird. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, they gotta establish, you know, that he loves the mystery machine. Yeah, but you don't need to have him be obsessive about fingerprints. Yeah. Apparently he had just gotten uh, it detailed. Yeah. Um, Vilma, it turns out, according to the lawyer, is the sole heir of an old family estate thanks to a weird provision in the will granting it to the youngest Dinkley. Uh, it's a castle in Transylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yes. From so, great great uncle Basil. Yes. Uh, speak to, to give you an example of how often they did this quick cut stuff. That after they say Transylvania, this Scooby and Shaggy go Transylvania, and then there's a montage of quick cuts of just spooky vampire stuff. Mm-hmm. They gotta and let the kids know that it's related to vampires, because it's not like they wouldn't have experienced this in any pop culture at this point. Yeah, but you can do that without doing the the quick cut thing that makes more sense for doing transitions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a r- rural village of Transylvanians that live a 19th century lifestyle. Uh, and then after 19th century, Daphne does a quick montage cut of the technology being thrown in the trash. Yeah, you're right. They did do this really often. Uh-huh, and that one's not even necessary. Yeah. That one's completely superfluous. It's like... This movie moves so fast, like, they're trying to get it all in for like, a movie's amount of time. Um, but they don't need to because there's so much excess that is unnecessary. Yeah. There's an entire section that I skip over because nothing happens except for bad jokes. Gosh. Um, but yeah. Um, so I'm not going to bring up the transition cuts much more after this, but I just needed to let people know that it happened so often. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find meanwhile. out that there's a curse, apparently. Yes, the curse of uh, the the Dinkin. We don't know what it is. We just know that there's a curse. We don't know what the curse is of yet. Yeah. Um, but so while they're in the office talking about this stuff, a shadowy figure appears and puts a bomb in the mystery machine. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so Velma's like, yeah, I don't want it. We're just going to leave. Uh, anyone who gets too close will lose what they love the most and be utterly destroyed. I don't care about that curse. I just don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then as they walk back to the mystery machine, it explodes. Yep. Um, and on top of the building they just left is a dapperly dressed figure wearing the exact same mask as Old Iron Face. And it's just like, ah ha ha ha. Ah ha 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 And then um, we get the intro. Yes. I will say of the intro, the visuals are very Batman the Animated Series to me. They're just I described something- it... Oh god! No, there, there was just something about it. I uh, I described it in my notes as being styled after prestige television. Okay, that I don't might watch be much prestige television, but it's like stuff like that, you know, like right. Um, yeah, it's long. Well, by Batman the Animated Series, I mostly mean the intro to Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. That that just that kind of like. 
cinemat- cinematic sliding across the screen as visuals go past kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of voice clips yeah. of the gang talking and saying individual like lines. That was weird. I didn't understand that. Overall, I thought it was fine, but like it was, it was just weirdly long. Yeah. And the thing is, the music was fine, but it wasn't a banger. Yeah, it was just like this is some suspenseful drum music. Yeah. So it, the fact that the intro was so long, wasn't enjoyable, like it is for some some intros to these Scooby Doo movies, because <laughs> the music wasn't fun. Yeah, this is like one of those cases of exactly what I what I was getting at. Like the movie is goes really fast in some places to try to save time, but then they spend like an excess amount of time on this. Yeah, you know. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so we come back from the from the intro. The ghost of the Baron just disappears. Um, and the mystery machine blows up a second time. <laughs> this time, leaving only a small amount of wreckage on the ground. And a message burned into it, like into the ground itself. It just says, stay away from Transylvania. Which uh, is a terrible plan. Yeah. Uh, because Fred then gives a giant speech because he's so upset by the mystery machine. And he says, this time it's personal. Yes. What's wild here is that um, right now Fred is pumped and ready for revenge. We're going to have this exact turn of character again later. Uh, at the end of the movie. Oh. Uh, it's so... it's It does it twice. It, they do it twice. Pacing is so weird in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they end up taking a night ride on the Transylvania Express, a direct train to a town they've never heard of before. Yeah. Um, it's train- very Adam's family style yes like the character designs on the train um like the food everything is very adam's family yeah like the the menu on the train is stuff like oh we have blood sausage and goat's head and stuff like that and when shaggy and scooby learn that they get grossed out for a second and i'm like (laughs) this is bad characterization granted in the next scene like the next shot they have like a giant pile of something that they're eating yeah, like they are eating all of it, but the fact that they said gross is incorrect. Yeah. Um, the Baron is on the train, lurking between the cars just outside. Um, Daphne sees an article about Velma on a gossip site for teen sleuths. Uh, and Velma's like, all right, look, I'm going to come clean. Uh, the reason I am so obsessed with finding the truth and debunking magic and stuff is... Because of my family's past. Mm -hmm. They migrated over from Germany and their name von Dinkenstein was Americanized to Dinkley. And everybody acts surprised at this because apparently there's an infamous Dr. Von Dinkenstein. Who was basically Dr. Frankenstein. Inspired Mary Shelley. Yeah, he is the reason that that woman wrote a book, just so you know. Yep. Uh, Velma's like he wasn't successful but the legacy of it just sort of stuck with the name and so many members of the family tried to do it afterwards 
and sort of, uh, you know, got obsessed with doing that, and no one succeeded as far as we know, including Basil, uh, who is the person who passed on the estate. I'll, uh, I'll be honest. Then... Okay. Go ahead. You know me, I forget everything. Uh, so I don't remember, I didn't remember anything to do with this movie. So mm-hmm. when I was like, oh, she has a secret, is it this time the monsters are real and then she's just part of like a monster family? Is that what's going to happen? No, of course not. But that would have been no. so interesting. I, I'm i even fine with like the Dr. Frankenstein stuff. Mm-hmm. If like, you know, if they explored more of that yeah. ever. But uh, as we'll see, no such luck. Yeah. They go in a certain uh, direction, which is fine because they have to go really fast, but it would have been they don't, so because they spent, there's like a good 20 minutes of space that they could have had here if they would have just uh, cut some stuff that needed to be cut. Yeah. Um. So the train starts speeding up wildly yes. and is coming up on a turn uh, that they will fly off the rails on if they keep going the speed. And several cars just fall loose as the train continues to go faster and faster and faster. Yeah, they they, uh, they all move up f- uh, cars a bit to mm-hmm. try to prevent it. Yeah, and they get like other passengers like, hey, keep moving, keep moving so we don't die. They say the death word. Yeah, they do. Um, And Shaggy and Scooby are like, all right, we're going to go talk to the conductor. And then this is one of the long jokes that didn't need to be as long as it is. It's like a fine joke compared it's to some fine. of the other ones. I, I would like, say it is a little overdone. It is a little overdone. I did. I liked it, but I liked it because of the circumstances that they were in. Because they are in a very high-paced, uh, anxious moment, and it's really funny for it to slow down. However, if it hadn't been surrounded by an hour of weird pacing. It would have been better. Yeah, I would like maybe cut one of the repetitions of the joke, yeah. which is um, that Shaggy and Scooby are on one end of the train, uh, Fred, Velma, and Daphne are on the other, and in between them is just like a bunch of passengers on the train. And they can't There's hear each other. Because the train is so loud, yeah. Um, so it'd be stuff like, all right, uh, Shaggy, go talk to the conductor. And Shaggy's like, what? And then everybody in the train just turns and says, Go he talk. says, go talk to the conductor. Yeah. And so they like do that a couple times. Um, but like just one or less would have been fine. Yeah, I think they should have stuck to the rule of three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they get in there to talk to the conductor and instead they find the Baron who is like, ah, it's time for the curse. And uh. then they... He blows up the control panel on the train. No, and no. And the engine catches fire. It's even funnier. He rips out the control panel on the train. Yeah, and like it like it blows up in fire. Yeah. It's wild. It's like, oh my gosh. It's super extra. Um But yeah, so the engine's on fire now. Yeah, and they're out of control in a runaway runaway train. Um uh, and Daphne starts cheerleading to stop people from panicking. I guess. Yeah, and then Fred uh has an idea. Is it Fred or Velma. Oh, it's uh, Fred. Fred's like, oh, that's actually a great idea, Daph. Uh, Yeah. And then they they form a human chain to distribute weight outside of the car, so it'll keep them on the rails. Yeah. 
Which, okay, sure, whatever. That works, yeah, fine. it's uh, fine. You know, the thing is, mm-hmm. Daphne cheerleading here would have been interesting if they kept going with it. Yeah. But no. Yeah, she doesn't, this is the last, this is the beginning and the end of Daphne yeah. cheerleading in this movie. Yep, it's never brought up again. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, so, as they get closer to the station, they disconnect the engine car, which then goes flying off and destroys the town clock. Keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, and the, the rest of the the car is just sort of slow down and come to a stop at the station. Uh, and the guard there at the station, who is apparently Guard Crunch, Captain Crunch, <laughs> Inspector Crunch. Yeah. Um... He's here, and he's like, hey, why'd you go and blow up our clock tower with a train? Um, And just blame the gang for their destruction. And all the locals there are just upset, also. Mm-hmm. And they immediately vel- recognize Vilma as a Von Dinkenstein, based on her glasses. And say that no Von Dinkenstein is welcome in this town. Because apparently her uncle Basil succeeded in creating a monster, and the monster cut off the guard's hand. Yeah, I guess. I guess. And it's been replaced with the duster. Yeah, he has a little duster on his hand, and that's fun. It's fun enough. It would have been more fun if we saw this character again. Yep, we'll find. We'll see him again in another forty minutes. Forty minutes. I thought it was another 60 minutes. Oh, I've lost track of what the timings were. I don't remember either. It's, it's, uh, we'll see them again at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and so as they're talking, the Burgermeister, Mr. Burger, arrives and explains that since the monster was destroyed, the Baron has haunted this town and tourism is gone. Yeah. (laughs) And the local torch factory is almost out of business. Yeah. Apparently, um, they're famous for their torches. You know, wood burning sticks, yeah. uh, fire burning sticks, whatever. Um, and it's just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what a gimmick! And it's really funny. I appreciate the ridiculousness of that flimsy excuse. I guess is what I'm going with. Because mm-hmm. it's so silly, but it fits. It works. It's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, so they all light their torches, and there's a really uh, awkward moment where they're, it looks like they're about to be run out of town. Um, but then uh, someone comes to their rescue. It's Iago. Yes. Yeah, it's a stereotypical Igor type, you know, from a Frankenstein style story. Yeah. Um, he shows up and is like, hey, come with me. And so they all get in a horse-drawn carriage to go to the Von Dinkenstein castle. And he's like, yeah, I am Iago. And uh, the Baron's ghost has an iron mask because he cobbled together a bunch of different creature parts and tried to make life. And then the town stormed the castle and killed the monster with torches. And it also burned the Baron's face, so he wore a mask for years before dying. Yep. And Velma's like, hey, you went from just speaking broken English to monologuing like a villain. And then 
he's like, what are you talking about? <sighs> and knowing who this character is at the end of the movie, it makes me wonder, why? Yeah. It's like, didn't need to, for one thing. If you think about any of the actions that this character takes throughout the movie, you can only ask yourself, why? Why? Uh, anyway, so they get to the manor and they meet the salt, the tall and spooky uh, housekeeper, Mrs. Vanders, who locks them all inside the house with the only key. She's inside the house, too. It's got a key lock on the inside. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. She gives them a tour and takes them to their rooms. Uh, all this sequence is so long. Mm-hmm. This is the one that I think they could cut because I didn't write down any of it because Why? It, I don't care. Why? It's like she she just walks them down a hallway for like what is it five minutes? More than that, I think, because this cuts were things that are that are almost important to happen. Like uh, there's a painting in the hall with eyes cut out. Yeah, you think that would come up with anything, but they no. don't. Um, there's an organ that starts getting played. You think that would maybe come up at any point? We'd see an organ? Nope. We don't. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I just skipped ahead. Apparently there's a, a, a room, a door, that leads to the outside of the castle and a cliff. And it's yeah, like, she's like, alright, okay. here you go, Velma, here's your room. She opens the door and it almost falls off the side of the castle. Oh, these, well, these doors all look alike. Um, and then she brings them to the laboratory, and it's like ten minutes later, it's like, could you, you just, yeah, whatever. Sorry, there's another joke room before that to waste even more time of, oh, okay, if you need a room, then how about this one over here? It's I mean, full of screeching bats. Yeah, that's right. God. And we just have a good two minutes of bats pouring out. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um. But yeah, anyway, we get to the lab, where the important stuff happens. Um, and by important stuff, I mean Velma finds some notes. Shaggy and Scooby almost eat a bunch of spare monster parts. And we see the old monster's corpse still here in the room. It's frozen in ice. Um, Daphne's like, oh, it's not just a Frankenstein. It's a Franken creep. Uh, you get it? Up. It's the title movie. Drop. A Scooby. This is so wild to me because this never happens in Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. Uh, in in between jumping between levels, in uh, in that one movie, if Shaggy just turned to Scooby and said, "Wow, it looks like we're in the middle of one intense cyber chase." <laughs> uh, like sometimes it it fits because they. The title of the movie is just coincidentally whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah. Like Camp yeah, Scare. Like, oh, it's the witch's ghost. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's like, like Camp Scare. They're not going to say Camp Scare in the movie. Right. You know? It's just. Wasn't it just the. Hang on. It was Camp Little Big Man. That's right. For some reason, I got myself confused while we were talking about this, and I thought it was the actual. <laughs> Could you imagine a camp that's called Camp Scare? Oh, that's a Goosebumps book. Uh, <laughs> anyway, not a good example for me to bring up, because uh, they didn't do that. 
But like you know, like Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost yes. is called that because there's a Witch's Ghost, Goblin King, uh, stuff yeah, like that. Like th- there's a character that happens to be called that, but at no point does a character have to name that character that. That's just what the character is yeah. named. Yeah. Um. All right. So and like th- there's there's an easy even if you wanted to do that, there's a better way. Yeah. Um. In that later. Uh, Velma goes through a costume change, and you could have had uh, Daphne describe her as being frank and creepy. Right, right. <sighs> you don't need to shoehorn it into talking about the monster. Yeah. The monster doesn't need a name. You could have just called it Doctor Von Dingenstein's monster. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so Velma. Is going to recreate the experiment of to prove that it's wrong. Bringing a monster to life in order to prove that monsters aren't real. Yeah, like if if I do the experiment, it's not going to work. Therefore, it it's not real. That's not how science works. But okay, this is like a fair enough reason. Yeah, of like, all right, if you think this was caused by this, then I'll recreate it, and if it doesn't do the thing again, then it didn't do the thing the first time, probably. Yeah. That's, like, good enough for me. Yeah. I just find it really funny. So, there's- okay, so this is the point where I'm thinking, oh, it's gonna be really interesting where they go with this, because what if she kind of falls into this hole of becoming obsessed? And then they hypnotize her. Yeah, we got- we're just gonna- you speed it up a little bit. We're gonna have her shoo everybody out except for Iago and Mrs. Vanders, and Mrs. Vanders is gonna show her over to a machine. They hypnotize that definitely her. is just hypnotizes her. And I'm like, you could have had a really interesting character arc where Velma becomes obsessed with this scientific magic, and no, no. And then she learns a lesson. And then she could have learned a lesson, and that could have been tied into that one thing that I was talking about earlier at the end of this film. Instead of Velma just saying what the lesson was at the end of the movie without her having learned anything or it being shown at all. Yeah, I'm just so mad because it's like, you didn't need to hypnotize her. It could have been a really interesting character journey. But no. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, the others Uh go to the fair. Because apparently there's a fair going on. They're hungry and Mrs. Fanders is like, yeah, go down to the fair in town. The Torch Festival. Yep. Um, at this point, I should mention, because this has happened multiple times in the movie by now, that Fred keeps forgetting that the mystery machine blew up. And every time that he remembers that, instead of getting pumped for revenge like he was before, he just gets really sad. Yeah. Um, so in the fair, Shaggy and Scooby enter an eating contest and win. Daphne goes to buy a dress, says she wants her size. The seller says that she's a size that's actually bigger than that. Then we cut to her in a larger dress and it fits. And I'm not going to say any of the sizes they say because they get them all wrong. Mm-hmm. And this is really just all one big Daphne got fat joke and it sucks. It does. Um, apparently Warner Brothers was given flack about this. <laughs> like enough so that it was like mentioned in the Scooby-Doo wiki. Mm. Um, and their response was some like real just cornbread. Good. Like it Great. is just, just some garbage stuff. It's like, um, and it's like Warner Brothers, I should say, not the wiki. The wiki was like kind of just like this is the thing that happened. Yeah, and it's kind of, kind of dumb. The whole reason. it's real dumb. It's real dumb, and it's bad, and it's dumb. Yeah, you could have 
You know what you could have just done? Yeah. You could have just done the second part of this, which is that her hair gets all frizzy. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the, that's what, you, if, here's if the you thing. you really want to do a thing that's like, oh, Daphne has to deal with uh, her appearance being affected, just make her hair frizzy. Here's the thing that kills me. Verbally, throughout the movie, they never actually mention really anything negative about her becoming fat. And, and the focus is mostly just on her hair. You didn't actually need to do the fat thing. Because you didn't actually address the fat thing, thank goodness. It was just visual gag. Uh, and even then, it's not really a visual gag. It's more of a just like, oh, hey, look at Daphne. Yeah. And like later, she'll do like some weird... It'll come up slightly later, but even then, like I wouldn't even call that being a fat joke. Yeah. Great. They just, would have then had to re- rewrite a scene later, but that's not it's, a big issue. It was issue. such a dumb scene to be with. Such a dumb thing. Um, uh, anyway. We'll get to it. We'll get to that. Uh, so Shaggy and Scooby, as a prize for winning the eating contest, get some traditional style, like lederhosen clothing mm-hmm. stuff. You know, the suspenders and the knee socks and all that. Yeah. Uh, and the- Fred sees a bunch of car su- car souvenirs, like bumper stickers and stuff. He's very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were going to say something? Yes. Um, and then Shaggy and Scooby are offered, what was it, traditional... Uh, it was blood sausage. Blood sausage, there we go. I almost said blood worst, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. It was like called something worst, but it's just blood sausage. Yeah. Um, and they look at it, and they're prepared to eat it, and they look at it, and they're like, you know what? This never happens, but we're not hungry. Uh, you you say that they were offered, but it's more like they are forced to eat this because it needs to be eaten immediately. Yeah, it needs to be eaten immediately. And they try to um, get out of it by saying, it's not an insult that we're not eating the blood sausages because it's a compliment because we're so full from... But the basically the donuts that they were eating that they the eating contest part it was some sort of pastry apparently one of them had fish eggs in it i don't know what it was supposed to be yeah it was like a very quick joke like where shaggy is like i ate fish eggs and then it's never yeah it didn't really matter um but so yeah. scooby and shaggy can't eat anymore much to the angry mob of the village yeah, the, the the village starts a mob. It's raining and their torches are still lit. They're that good. Daphne meets up with them and is like... And also Fred. Like, Fred's there too. Yeah. Um, So they all meet up together and they're being cornered by the mob. And Iago shows up and is like, hey, come with me. Velma's... Velma has lost her mind. Yep. I don't want to use the other word. I don't like using the other word they use. Yeah. Um, so they travel back to the castle, and Velma is all decked out in a, what is it, um, Frankenstein's Bride outfit? I described it as a regular monster movie, uh, like, look, like, a Velma is dressed like a regular monster movie, complete with cobweb-themed dress. Right. Like, she has her hair done up kind of like the Bride of Frankenstein, but the stripes, like, right down the middle instead of up the side. Right. Her hair's purple now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's just about... It's also, like, twice as long as it has ever been. Yeah. 
at least. Yeah, she's definitely wearing a wig. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's declaring that her great uncle was right. This is science. Uh, and she's in the process of re-ana- reanimating the monster. Yeah, it's about to happen right now as the village village just tries to break in and stop her. Because they're like, we saw those lights. We know what that means. Yeah. This has happened before. Yeah. Um, they start the process and the villagers break in right as lightning strikes and the monster is alive. And here's something uh, odd. Scooby and Shaggy aren't afraid. That is pretty odd. Yeah. Not only are they not afraid, they just give the monster some Scooby snacks. Yeah. Um. And then here's a weird part yeah. um, that I don't understand uh, and is really just unnecessary. Uh, that the monster is smelly and also upset at its own reflection. Yeah. It doesn't make sense within the context of what we find out. Uh-huh. Uh, and it starts to rampage and lets out a yell with phlegm that puts out all the torches. The mob is chased uh, away. Mm-hmm. Velma says some rude stuff to Daphne that I didn't write down, so I don't remember what it was. Yeah. She was something about her appearance. Yeah, she's a jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred is too sad to help anyone. Um, and Shaggy and Scooby volunteer to help find Velma's monster. And she is like, hey, that's surprising. Yeah. Uh, so Fred and Daphne run off and go and cry in the castle. Fred is, like, doing shadow puppets of the mystery <laughs> machine. I will say, this pays off. I do appreciate how they just randomly brought this into play, and that it does come back. This one is fine. Yeah. yeah. This because one it's fit. not... It's it's halfway through the movie and at the end of the movie. It's not the beginning of the movie and yeah. the end of the movie. And it's just so silly that I really like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Daphne is running through a, a hall of mirrors, uh, and uh, the Baron's ghost is in one of them, and he's like, oh, it's the curse! And then she just throws a thing in the mirror that he's in, and it reveals a hidden cave tunnel behind it. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby chase the monster and we get a musical chase scene that is different from any other musical chase scene we've ever had and that it just sort of becomes a music video <laughs> a music video that's unrelated to the lyrics of the song uh, and also it mostly just shows off that they aren't scared or hungry the thing that we've already gone over multiple times Yeah. Um, it's like the worst of all of the chase scenes that have music, this is the worst one that I remember, can think of. Yeah. Because, like, it's not even they got to have fun with it, they just did something else entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, they chase down the monster, and then Velma tranquilizes it, and then also fr- tranquilizes Shaggy and Scooby. Yep. Uh, Fred realizes that he's in a workshop full of stuff and starts getting to work. I guess. I guess. Uh, Daphne finds a bunch of old, or not even old, mining equipment in the cave tunnel that she's in. And then gets attacked by the Baron. Hey, why does it matter that this mining equipment isn't old? Abandoned? Maybe? 
No, because then it would be old. Well, that that's what I mean, is that maybe it, I don't know. I don't know. Because she mentions like, oh, it's a bunch of old mining equipment. Wait, no, it's not even old. This is like kind of new. But based on what we learned later. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, anyways, uh, then she gets attacked by the Baron uh, and Fred hears her scream through the vent and does a bunch of deduction work to deduce that she's in a cave. Which is nice. I like that part. That part was all right. Yeah. I would like to see more of Fred doing Sherlock Holmes deductions. <laughs> but yeah, he runs to go help her. Uh, meanwhile, Shaggy and Scooby wake up tied to a table in the lab. And Velma's like, clearly the monster's brain is defective, so I'm going to use your brains instead. Or in addition to. In addition, Something yeah. like that. Um... And Shaggy's like, alright, I'm not even worried about it. And then the monster rips their clothes off, and they're like, hey, I feel better. Those clothes were kind of a tight fit. Also, we're hungry again, and also scared. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Daphne is doing some sick parkour. <laughs> this part's cool. Yes. Um, and multiple times she'll like bounce off the ground after she falls. Um, because of a thing we'll find out later, I guess. Uh, anyways, she outmaneuvers the Baron, but then gets cornered right as Fred shows up, armed with cleaning and yard tools. Then the Baron's just like, mystery machine. And Fred's like, oh no! Yeah! I'm, I'm scared and sad now, instead of being full Pumped. of revenge like I was at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I was fully expecting it to be like a moment where he, instead of being, like, saddened and distracted... Instead, he's fully pumped up and everything. But no, we have to wait a moment for Daphne to give him a pep talk. Mm -hmm. uh, Daphne makes a new version of that don't forget you're here forever, do it for her meme. <laughs> um, but this one's just covered in pictures of the mystery machine. And by which I mean she pulls out, a, pulls out the mystery machine's keys that she has for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and Fred's like, all right, yeah, I'm super pumped now, and starts beating up the Baron with all his tools, and, like, nails him to the wall, but he, like, leaves his cape behind and runs away. Um, Daphne's like, hey, thanks, Fred. Uh, also, I'm, I'm sad about how I look. And Fred's like, I didn't notice. You always look great to me. Which was nice. It was nice. Um, Daphne does notice, however, something very important, which is apparently the cape of the Baron is a synthetic blend, when it should be silk. silk. Yes. So it might not even be a ghost. Might not even be a Baron. Uh, and after this, the cave just sort of collapses around them. Yeah. And they immediately start to lose air. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, Velma comes after Shaggy and Scooby with the chainsaw. That's it. That's what happens. Um, Fred and Daphne start trying to dig their way out of this cave. And they both start getting woozy and dizzy. And I thought this was going to be for a different reason than it is. Like, or at least for Daphne. And then Fred also got dizzy. And I was like, oh. Okay. Uh, Fred says here that it's airtight. 
Which is not, ha- it's not it's true. not true. You can see the light. There are, yeah, there are beams of light just pouring into the room. Also, I'm pretty sure it would take longer than two minutes for to even an airtight air. cave of the size that they were in to run out of air. Yes, uh, but we'll learn later. It's for different reasons it, that they're woozy and dizzy. Yeah. More concerning um, reasons. More concerning reasons, yeah. but different reasons yeah. at the very least. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby are like, hey, we're good at eating. Let's eat these just regular belts. Yeah. <laughs> so we can escape. Yeah. They just uh, So they do so. Just chew through these belts. Apparently they taste uh-huh. like chicken. Could you make chicken jerky? I think Is so. chicken leather a thing? I think Hold so. On. Chicken leather. Chicken jerky is definitely a thing, but chicken leather is now my new question. Yes, you can make chicken leather. Weird. It looks very strange. It looks like dinosaur skin. Hmm. Which I guess makes sense in some ways. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to send you an image of it. Oh no. Oh, goodness. Right? Wild. Anyways. Yeah. Um, uh, they they escape. Velma. Uh, do, oh, do you want to mention the, the thing that comes up in the credits? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a moment uh, in between scenes where, you know how... Um, Shaggy and Scooby's clothes got ripped off by the monster, and the very next scene, their regular clothes are back to normal, even though they were naked in the last one, and it's fine. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but I mo- I made a note of it. I was like, oh hey, that happened. That's funny. And then it- and then the movie, <sighs> we'll talk about it later. But <laughs> yeah, it that cracked me up. That cracked me up. <laughs> uh, Scooby Doo Frank and creepy. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, so they escape, and Velma's like, alright, monster, you go chase them again, I guess. Uh, and as it runs off, it's like one of its tentacles or something reactivates the hypnosis machine, which Velma sees and stares at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daphne starts digging again because Fred passed out. Her sleeve gets caught on a rock, and she's like, oh, wait, ow, wait, that didn't hurt. Why did I not, why did it not hurt? And then she puts her, takes her hand off her sleeve and a bunch of air just starts pouring out. Because she has an inflatable suit on under the dress. <sighs> and then she uses that air to give Fred mouth to mouth. Even though I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. No. It's fine. It's cartoon logic and that's fine. But it's so yeah. silly. Yeah, she gets them out of there anyways. Yeah. Um, and Shaggy and Scooby get chased into a library, and then they barricade down anything that could be a secret entrance. <laughs> but then, and they, they forget. They sit down and relax, and they're like, "Hey, wait a minute! Did we lock the front door?" And then the monster walks in. Yeah. Um, they run for it, and they run into Fred and Daphne. 
Um, and then Velma shows up. Velma's still wearing her outfit. Yep. Um, and she's like, uh, come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Because they need to have Velma say all of the movie lines. Yeah. Um, let's see, where even am I in my notes? Oh, yeah. Uh, and before they can say anything about that, Iago comes up and is like, hey, there's the gas from the mines. It's seeping into the castle. And, oh, so that's what was causing uh, Daphne and Fred to become lightheaded, which is very concerning. Mm-hmm. It's also highly flammable. Yeah. Huh. I wonder what this town is famous for. Uh-huh. Anyways, so Fred's like, I was working on a thing before I came down here. Let me go whistle for it. <laughs> and, um... Uh, income. Yeah. Well, first I should oh, say yeah. that Velma apologizes and is like, hey, I think I was hypnotized by a device. Yeah. Which is like... And then Shaggy and Scooby are like, oh yeah, that could have happened to anyone. Yeah, that is very funny. Um, but yeah, in comes a horse-drawn carriage that's painted like the Mystery Machine. I genuinely thought the carriage was going to look more like the Mystery Machine. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, oh, here is just the Mystery Machine being pulled by two horses. That would have been very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, so as they're escaping, the gas reaches a candle, and uh, they're chased out more by flames, and then the village sees the explosion, and Velma's glasses land at their feet. And they're all like, woo, the curse is lifted. Yay. And we see uh, Burgermeister Mr. Burger, the dress seller, uh, Inspector Crunch, and Mrs. Vanders all celebrating that, quote, their plan work. Yep. So after the festivities, we see Inspector Crunch going for a walk down the street. When a shadow, shaped like the mystery machine, appears behind him, along with some very obviously mouth-made engine noises. <laughs> and he's freaked out and runs away. Um, yeah, he says something about the curse being real, and then leaves. Yeah. Then we cut to the clothes seller, who is shocked to see Vel uh, Daphne's dress. Yes, the one that she sold her. Yes. Um all ghostly and she runs away yeah it is like transparent like a ghost is yes. keep that in mind yes <laughs> then we cut to uh burgermeister who is about to sit down for burgermeister, a tasty mr burger yes who is about to sit down for a tasty treat um and then velma's giant head all blue yeah, and ghostly a... also oh, shows up ghost velma head and it talks yes and he runs away uh-huh. And then last, and I love this. I don't know why I love this so much. Uh, the housekeeper, it runs into Scooby and Shaggy's uh, lederhosen that are just <laughs> walking down all ghostly, walking down the street. And she runs away. Um, mm -hmm. And I will say that I think that they paired them off wrong. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think all of them are fine except for you should swap Velma and uh, Shaggy and Scooby. Yeah, because it's like Velma. The other two are like sort of dealing with the people that you know caused their issue. Them. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Shaggy had nothing to do 
with the housekeeper, and Velma and had nothing to do with Mr. Burger. Velma saw uh, Mr. Burger once. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but in any case, they are chased all the way to the train station, and they get into mm-hmm. one of the train cars. Yeah, and the conductor's like all aboard and closes the door behind them. And, nope. And takes off his disguise, revealing... Fred, Fred Jones! Jones. <laughs> it's him! He was uh-huh, the conductor the, the entire time! The entire time. <laughs> uh, the villains realize that they are locked in, and the gang all walks up, and they're like, Here, How'd you do it? And they're like, Okay, here's how we did our pranks. Fred did shadow puppets. We see that Daphne's dress was a kite. Yeah. Somehow still being see-through. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby's clothes, which were also see-through when we see them, but were actually just the clothes on puppet strings. Yeah. And Velma just had a flashlight with a lens of her face, which means it wouldn't have been able to animate, especially seeing how it was apparently her eyeglass lens yeah. with some stuff drawn on yeah, it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it's whatever. So they explain all this. Yeah, the only one that makes any remote sense to me is the Shadow Puppets. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then the monster shows up. Only, no, it's not the monster. <laughs> it's Iago. It's Iago. Only, it's, it's not, not Iago. Iago. It's, what's his name? Uh, who uh, uh, this doesn't matter. Um, Agent Schmidtlap. Yeah. It's a uh, federal a agent. A tiny federal agent. <laughs> who apparently was undercover as Iago to try to figure out. I don't remember what it was. Uh, because they someone had stolen one of their uh, oh, giant robot suits. Yeah. That, that was pi- supposed to be piloted by a small federal agent. You remember, right? Right, audience? That joke from the beginning? That joke from the beginning? That joke from 75 minutes ago? Yeah, that joke. Uh, and then a bunch of federal agents uh, that were disguised as random people in town show up, and yeah, all the villains took turns being the monster depending on who was being seen. It was a whole conspiracy. Yep. And then- And the reason it was a conspiracy is because this time, Fred was right, it was indeed personal. Yeah. Apparently, all of these people are the original villains from- you know, that info dump that we got in the very beginning, 75 minutes yeah. ago. The guard was the lawyer who was actually Cuthbert Crawls, partner of Cosgood Creeps. You know, the green ghosts. Yeah. You know, the, uh, those the, mis- the mystery machine was uh, blown up. Daphne got slipped into an inflatable dress. This is like the... They they reveal Cuthbert Crawls, and then they do a recap of how the story... How the, how the crime worked, and then they reveal the others. And that was strange. That was weirdly wrong. It was wrong. Yeah. You you messed up somewhere. But yeah, so we, we learned those Cuthbert crawls, and then they explained that all of the things that we already went over happened, happened, except they also add that the reason Shaggy and Scooby were uh, brave and not hungry is because their outfits were lined with needles. Acupressure. Puncture? Yeah. Acu- acupuncture? I don't remember. Acupuncture. Acupuncture needles. Yeah. Um, which messed with the centers in their brain that dealt with fear and hunger. Hunger. Which, yep. yeah, fine. <laughs> sure, okay, whatever. 
this time it wasn't about money, just about revenge. And we learned that uh, Burgermeister Mr. Burger was C.L. Magnus, a.k.a. Redbeard's ghost. The shopkeep was Lila, the zombie witch of Mamba Wamba. And Vanders was Mama Mion, a.k.a. Ol' Iron Face. So here's something really funny. about They, they do do kind of some unmaskings in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel it's worthy for an un- unmasking sequence for us. Yeah. Here's what's not. hysterical to me. So three of the four people in this group have paper-thin disguise. Like, one oh. of them has a bandana... One of them has a mustache. And then you get to, um, not the, the, the housekeeper, mm-hmm. who is an old woman. And then they actually unmask her. And it's the, uh, well, not Leon. Uh, Mama Mion. Mama, Mama Mion. Um, <laughs> who is a, who appears to be a younger woman. Or at least has a lot less wrinkles. And it's like, there's something about that that's just deeply amusing to me. But they mm-hmm. don't really... There's nothing really important about it. Yeah. Uh, after they realize uh, that reveal that it was Mama Mia and Daphne's like, Oh, I should have recognized the mask. The old Iron Face mask. Yeah. You know the one. I will say, for... I can't imagine if the, the gang are as famous as some movies make them out to be, there's 100% copycats. There's gotta be. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. But in any case, we find out that this this group of uh, people who are anti-Scooby-Doo gang, uh, there's apparently an entire network online of people who have been busted by the gang. Yeah, they had to turn people away from being in on this grift because there were just so many of them. Yeah. Their hate face page gets so many yikes per day. <laughs> yeah. And they would have gotten away with it too. Sorry, you know, I need to say this because it is very fun how they say it. Yeah. We would have gotten revenge on those meddling kids if we're... it wasn't for those meddling kids. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say too. <laughs> Um, and uh, then, but yeah, so their plan was that they learned about the Dinkley family history. They pulled together money to buy the castle, and then slowly, slowly integrated themselves into the town. <laughs> so, like, you could have, if you wanted to, just had every member of the town be a other villain. That would have been pretty funny. Yeah, because you have so many of them that want revenge. Um, Get but that. instead, it's just like, no, those are just real people that think that all of these other people are also real. Yeah. God, that's messed that would have been really funny if it had just been a town of prior villains. That would have been funny. Oh, yeah. It would have been like that bar in Scooby-Doo 2, or Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Yeah. Um, something that Velma brings up that didn't occur to these villains is they could have just sold the property. After discovering that it was set on... Um... Natural gas. Uh, natural gas. Because, yes, they do say that they knew that beforehand because they were going to use it to blow up Scooby Gang. Yeah. And it's like they could have gotten really rich. And Fred is like, you guys were so blinded by your revenge, uh, your search for revenge, that you didn't take advantage of 
a search for money. Yes, it was. Uh, you're you were too greedy to revenge that... for revenge to be greedy for money. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just like I like that as a as a. Why didn't you just do this instead? Mm-hmm. But I wish it were in a different movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, all the they all get taken away by the feds. Yeah. The next day, because it is morning or something, it's daylight out. Yeah. The town is cheering for the gang as they get ready to leave, and apparently they're all cheering because Velma gave them the rights to the natural gas under the castle. That's nice of her. Which is a good thing, and everybody else is like, why? (laughs) Scooby's reaction to hear that that Velma did this is like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) And I'm like, since when when did any of you care about money? Yeah. Shaggy comes from money. They're fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but before they can load up everything into the new mystery machine carriage, <laughs> uh, the feds stop them and they're like, hey, let's give you a newly restored mystery machine that we added a few extra things to. Much to Which is Fred's absolute delight. Uh-huh. The, sorry, I just need to say that the thing that comes of them saying, oh, we added a few extras to the mystery machine is so pointless and so unnecessary. Yep. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so as they leave, Velma's like, you know, the curse never actually took what we loved the most. And they all look at her in confusion. Because no one learned a lesson here because that's not what this movie's about. Yeah. But she's like, we love each other. And it's such a great sentiment. I love that. But God, you did not earn it. You didn't earn it, movie. The movie didn't do anything to even suggest that this might be true. It's like... Maybe if there had been a moment where, I don't know, Shaggy and Scooby, um witnessed the cave-in i don't know or like if velma despite the hypnosis broke through it or like stopped for a second before trying to cut shaggy and scooby's heads off with the chainsaw yeah it's like they didn't earn it at all they severely didn't earn it yeah uh anyways um so as as they're on the road still shaggy and scooby are like oh we're gonna be more brave uh and then fred presses uh one of the new buttons that they added to the mystery machine and then it just sprouts rocket boosters and they fly away yeah scooby dooby doo yeah very unnecessary and then it's time for the credits (laughs) and we have that uh, guy from the beginning that rock guy rock dude according to the credits uh just pointing out all of the continuity errors in the movie and okay, I know that you think this is a very funny scene, and it is kind of a funny scene. No, um, there's, but there's a, you know, this is—it's very unnecessary. But there's a—it's not that it's unnecessary. I think that it's fun to have here if you're going to have it in here. Yeah. Um, it's that this means that you notice the continuity here. Yeah, the the reason. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, honestly, most of the time, I don't enjoy fans being inserted into content because especially if they're gonna dunk on exactly exactly especially if they're gonna dunk on him i don't normally enjoy that the only reason i found it so fucking funny is because yeah 
I noticed Shaggy and Scooby had clothes on, or like Shaggy had his clothes on. I noticed that, and I made a note of it. And then they bring this, this, this out at the end of the credits, at, at the credits, and I'm like, oh my god. Uh, cause that's my freaking job here. I just yeah. Normally, I I genuinely just don't like it. Because it's like, yeah. how dare you care about the contents of a movie? Is basically what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I, it's like this is like um, example like is like a uh, to get uh more um. That's what I'm looking for. Um. Oh, my brain is just uh, to date to date the content to get uh some um. Can't think of the word. Uh. To talk about something that's like relevant in pop culture, mm-hmm. uh, currently, uh, it's like if CD Projekt Red, who I hate and is a terrible company and uh, just is general in general bad, um, decided to come out about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which is a game that sucks, and not because of uh, the way that the game is made, but the fact the content of the game itself also. Yeah. Um, but it is incredibly buggy and bad. It would be like if they came out in like a month and just made a bunch of jokes about uh people poking fun at bugs in video games mm-hmm. and it'd be like no you you by making these jokes you know that the bugs are in there or like okay more accurately it'd be like if bethesda made a quest in the next fallout game that is about built around people pointing out problems with the physics or something yeah i mean i will say it has been a thing where a uh, TV show of some sort has a fan insert caricature. And that's happened for, like, years. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure... Was it Freakazoid that had that? Yes, I believe Like, that, the yeah. early WB cartoons had that. Um, the, the Steven Spielberg cartoons. The Spiel- yes, the Steven Spielberg cartoons had that concept. Um, and I'm pretty sure there are several others. One of them, like... Uh, Simpsons, comic comic book guy. That's a pretty mm. pretty big one. That's always just been in the show, and it's just like it's making fun of people who care about the show or about a particular niche thing, and it's like, but do you have to do that? And like to be fair, sometimes people take it too far. But like what the examples they show in this in this scene are extremely not too far. It's just like it's like one of those things. Like you made the continuity errors. You're the ones you you are recognizing that you made them. Yeah. In the movie that you made them in. Yeah. You could have just not. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you know, I understood the purpose of the clothes being back on. Like, I saw it, I noticed yes. it, it made sense. Uh-huh. It, who cares? It doesn't yeah. matter. The other two examples that they give are unnecessary to have as continuity errors in the first place, and also I did not mm-hmm. notice them. I didn't notice them. Yes. The, the, you, you don't have to bring them up. You could have just not brought them up. Yeah, because you know what? You know what's the, the thing about those two other continuity errors? They don't focus on them. There's no, you know, if, if you wanted to, if you wanted to make a joke like this, you could have just had the, like, if you have to make a joke like this, yeah. not that you have to, 
that if you had to make a joke like this, instead of it being about continuity errors, you could have had it been about um, the absurdity of any given uh, Scooby-Doo villain's plot. Yes! <laughs> you could have been like, wait, so I'm just supposed to believe that Mama Mione managed to steal a high-tech classified yes! military <laughs> mech suit? Yes! Yes, that would have been- A thing that they never explained, by the way. <laughs> They really didn't. They really didn't, do they? Uh, no. They just say, oh, we're here because someone stole one. Yeah. Like, what's the story behind that? Tell me. I want to know about Mama Mion's cool military heist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just like, for the, the continuity errors that I honestly think that were deliberate for this joke. Uh-huh. Like, oh, they were—they were definitely deliberate. Like, if if you're going to mention them like that, it just makes them feel deliberate, which is is frustrating. And the thing about the clothes thing—it's not a continuity error; it's a logistics error, a logistics thing. Because it's like, it's how cartoons—it's how work. cartoons work for one thing, and also you're not going to want to have Shaggy half naked throughout the rest of the movie. It's just—it's fine to just have them be clothed. Yes! Yeah, you don't have to point it out. Some people will notice it and think, huh, that's funny. And then they'll move on, because that's what I did. And I didn't, I wouldn't have brought it up. Except that you brought it up. Mm-hmm. You brought it up, movie. You made me laugh because I noticed it. But then I was just like, oh, oh, these other two things that they're bringing up, I didn't actually notice. Because I yeah, didn't I mean, care. Every month... Every month I go onto a fan wiki that lists every continuity error in the movie that we're about to watch. Yeah. And half the- t- and I'll, like, I'll note down if there's anything that is, like, kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Or anything like that. But, like, no one ever takes them serious because, like, it's cartoons. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You don't need uh, to poke fun at the people who notice that. Not for me! Not for me, man! Anyway. And if you're going to, then, like, make it about something that's, like, clearly intentional and not just, like... Yeah! Like, the clockwork one, just the clock tower one, for example, does not feel intentional. Yeah. I love that idea, though, about this this kid at the end of the movie just going on, okay, but what happened with the mech? What? Why did they have the mech? I love that idea. That would have been hilarious. That would have been very good. Anyway... Alright, so, uh, so let's talk about where this movie is on the list. Yeah, um... I don't know, it's... Uh, I guess we can just do our usual thing. I think. Sorry, I'm just uh, looking at something else real quick. I think this is the middle. Okay. Um, we're, at, we're actually at like a, a rounded percent complete, by the way, currently. Nice. It's about to not be because I'm about to change something on the list, but... Hey. Um uh, big top is the middle. Okay, thank you. Yep. Um so I will say right now, mm-hmm. technically, of all of the movies that are actually released currently, we are at seventy five percent complete. Nice. Yeah, okay. But because Sword and Scoob's gonna be out soon, I'm gonna drop down stuff ignored down to thirteen, which puts us back at seventy three percent. Alright, so you said big top? Yeah. Alright. Is this movie better or worse than Big Top? Worse? I want to say worse. Yeah. I have a lot more to complain about. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 
this movie better or worse than Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness Monster? Hmm. Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness Monster is the first appearance of our friend Del Chillman. Yeah. I like Del Chillman more than I like this movie. I agree with you. All right. How does this movie compare to uh, Scooby-Doo Return to Zombie Island? Better. All right. Better than Scooby-Doo Return to Zombie Island. Return to Zombie Island was basically an insult to anyone who liked Zombie Island. This is true. How does this movie compare to Scooby-Doo and Arabian Nights? Better? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the reason why I said better is because at least it has some semblance of a Scooby-Doo plot. Yeah, I guess. How does this movie compare to Scooby-Doo and the Samurai Sword? God, I don't remember. So here's the problem. is I don't remember any of the bad things about this other than probably racism. Yeah. Let's say, let's um, say worse. Uh, let's say Samurai Sword is worse. Sorry. Okay. I was going to say, but I do remember uh, Scooby-Doo uh, channeling the power of an ancient deity or something through a samurai sword. <laughs> right? Oh yeah, that's right. That was alright. How is this movie compared to Scooby-Doo Alien Invaders? Worse. Alright, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Alien Invaders had unanswered questions, but they're fun. Yeah. Alright, so this goes here. Franken creepy goodness wow scoob this sure is some sort of zombie island <laughs> all right <clears throat> let me drink some water first gosh shaggy Good don't Lord. be such a reluctant werewolf <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky i didn't take myself a water <laughs> i thought you'd like that okay Gee, John Cena, it seems like we have a WrestleMania mystery on our hands. <laughs> Alright, uh, <laughs> so here's the list of movies ranked. <laughs> Scooby-Doo, Monster of Mexico, Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant World, Scooby-Doo meets the Brew Brothers, Return to Zombie Island, Scooby Goes Hollywood, Scooby-Doo and Arabian Nights, Samurai Sword, Frank and Creepy, Alien Invaders, Loch Ness Monster, Legend of the Vampire, Aloha Scooby-Doo, WrestleMania Mystery, Zombie Island, Music of the Vampire, Scooby-Doo 2002, Mask of the Blue Falcon, Pirates Ahoy, Big Top Scooby-Doo, Stage Fright, Moon Monster Madness, School School, Sonic the Hedgehog 2020, Scooby-Doo the Mystery Begins, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, Cyber Chase, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, Legend of the Phantasaur, Daphne and Velma, Rock and Roll Mystery, where is my mummy? Chill out, Scooby Doo. Scoob, Goblin King, Witch's Ghost, Camp Scare. Heck yeah. Whew. Alright, it's time for plugs. Let me open up uh, a certain website so I can look at a list of certain names. So, we have the show that you can find on Twitter at Kids and Their Dog. Sorry, I don't know what's happening to my brain right now. <laughs> uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Kids and Their Dog. You can find a Patreon that we have, but don't worry about it. We're still in bad times of the world. Yep. 
Um, but we do have some people that we need to thank. So we're going to give some shout outs to Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. James. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. Tess. Thank you, Tess. Thanks, Tess. And Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. All right. And that part's done. Lava, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at LavaBees, L-A-V-A-B-E-E-S. And you can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist, that's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. And you can find all of my podcasts and stuff that I've guested on over at MadLobotanist.NeoCities.org. That's the same as my Twitter handle, .NeoCities.org. That's that about that. Uh, So next month we'll be back with some guests to hit up a movie that we ended up skipping over with Abracadabra Do. Hey, that one's relevant to this one. Mm. Because apparently Velma has a sister in it. And according to the trivia I read at the start of the episode. Mm. Right. um, Until then, we... They would have gotten away with it too. Don't work for us meddling kids. (laughs) 